Hi there, I'm Jim. Hi there, I'm Johanna. Hi, I'm Rosie. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. It's been about five years since we've been doing this podcast, and occasionally we talk about this thing called ReggieNet. ReggieNet is the customized learning management system here on our campus at Illinois State, and it's getting replaced. So joining me today to talk about this big project that has been going on for quite a while, first time on our podcast, Dr. Rosie Hauk. Executive Director for the Office of Advanced Technology Support, which is part of the Office of Technology Solutions. Rosie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. And returning to our Pokey Little podcast, Dr. Johanna Cuenco-Carlino, who is the Assistant Vice President for Faculty Development, Diversity, and Learning. Hi, Johanna. Hi, Jim. Happy to be here. We're replacing our learning management system on campus. We wanted to do a quick little podcast just to update everyone and also, you know, kind of benchmark where we're at in this process. And before we got talking, or before we got recording, we were like, oh, yeah, we we started working on this a long time ago. <laughs> we started a long time ago. We actually started May last year. Uh, uh-huh. We're really thinking about how we were going to organize this project. This is a big project that has many moving parts. Mm-hmm. So we started back in May with a small executive committee that then, you know, with representatives from the Office of Technology and the Office of the Provost and, and CTLT. And we mm-hmm. really started brainstorming how we were going to approach this. And um, and then, then we designed kind of like a, um, a timeline and a plan Mm-hmm. That then we uh, we started and do, uh, you know, kind of presentations in the fall mm-hmm. with uh, different uh, groups and stakeholders. So we presented to the Senate about the need for the project. We presented to deans, chairs, um, directors. Uh, so to, to gain um, kind of awareness about the importance of this project and what was coming down the road. So. Um, and then we started in, in, in forming committees, and we could talk a little bit more about the committees if, mm-hmm. if, if you want us to mm-hmm. do that right now. Actually, before we get to that, Rosie, why are we replacing ReggieNet, which is based on Sakai, which is the, the, the engine that drives it? Why are we doing it? Well, honestly, we've outgrown Sakai, right? We, we've had Sakai, I think we're coming up to almost 10 years, right, which is uh, quite long for any technology, very, mm-hmm. very long for any technology. Um, and so as a campus, you know, our needs uh, have, have developed. Um, society has changed, right? What we want uh, our technologies to be able to do, what we want to do in our classes has changed. So it's uh, an appropriate time for us to really dig in deep to see what those needs are. Um, and the technology has changed. There's some mm-hmm. um, really good systems out there. Uh, so it, it is a good time to look in the mirror to see who we are, what we want to be and look out to see what's available for us. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, Sakai was of a certain period in in history because it was open source, so it was community-driven, and that community's gotten smaller too, right? Absolutely. Um, as uh, LMSs have become more complex, it just becomes harder to develop. Um, there's lots of demands on different functionality we mm-hmm. want included. And at the same time, you want to you want it to be easy to use, right? Mm-hmm. So it's complex, yet you want it to seem simple. And so with all those different layers, um, the technology has gotten you know more advanced, right? And mm-hmm. so what we start to see are um, the 
LMS systems that do really well tend to garner more attention, right? They they further develop, they get mm-hmm. more functionality. Um, and with an open source one, um, even though we've contracted with someone to help us with the open source sure. side uh, of it, um, we're just not seeing uh, additional functionality being incorporated at this, you know, at the rate that we would like to be able mm-hmm. to use it. Mm-hmm. So, Johanna, you, you're talking about uh, committees that were formed. Um, one of the important things I know that we had all talked about was that um, that this is an open process, a transparent mm-hmm. process that that everyone has a voice in this because you know, unlike when ReggieNet was chosen a decade ago, you know, back then a learning management system was kind of an optional thing almost. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, not everyone was using it. And now we have well over 90%, uh, I think in some semesters, 99% of all of the regular courses have mm-hmm. at least have the, the ReggieNet site published. Mm-hmm. So could you tell us a little bit more about who's involved in the, you know, what voices are involved in this? Absolutely. And um, first of all, we're going to say that for us, having all stakeholders at the table and everyone heard was really important from the beginning. We really wanted to make sure that we really not only look at the data that we have collected, but that we actually had a lot of people involved in the process. Mm-hmm. So um, so as I was talking when we started, you know, we had an executive team that started really formalizing uh, what this process was going to look like. And that team decided that it was important for us to the, um, develop a, an advisory group that mm-hmm. was going to be formed from faculty, staff, and students that will that would be part of um, the team that would help us um, assess right mm-hmm. what are the new requirements that we were going to look for for the for the next LMS. So that was a nomination from the deans. We also asked for said for Senate representatives to be part of this process. We presented to the Student Government Association as well, mm-hmm. and then got some some um, some students involved in that process. So we have the executive team, then we have the advisory group, but we also have a technical team uh, that actually is looking at everything behind the scenes um, about that. And maybe Rosie can, you know, tell us a little bit about who are involved as part of the, the technical team. Right. Uh, absolutely. So um, behind the behind the scenes, under the hood, um, so to say, of the LMS, right, we connect to lots of different systems that we have here at Illinois State. Um, and we want to connect perhaps to other systems that we currently haven't connected to. So um, to that end, what we've done is uh, within Tech Solutions, we've looked at our teams and we've identified team members across all these different areas, across all the areas of technology solutions to be part of the LMS team. It's a really big team, not just from the faculty side, but also from the technical side, because ultimately, you know, we have to put, not only provide the support, uh, the maintenance, we want to make sure that uh, the data that we need to go into the LMS is correct and the data that we need to come out of the LMS to our other <laughs> systems also correct. Mm-hmm. And so we have a pretty broad uh, team over here just on the tech, tech mm-hmm. solution side to help advise um, eyes on, given their expertise, to make sure that as we move forward, uh, we know what we're getting ourselves into. We have a solution from the technical side um, in, in place so that when we get to the point where we are eventually going to roll this out, right, um, it is going to be seamless and we know how we're connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about what we're looking at. So it's Canvas and it's Brightspace D2L. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brightspace mm-hmm. is the is the newest version of Desire to Learn. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have a, a fairly rigorous process that we're going through. So I was hoping one of you could talk a little bit about the sandbox experience. You know, we're, we're able to finally now get into these and play as a committee. And then I think we also want to make sure we talk about some open forums that are coming up 
um, where everyone on campus can get a glimpse of what these look like and compare them to Regimed. Mm -hmm. So, Rosie, do you want to start sure. with the sandbox? Absolutely. Um, so, like Johanna said, you know, we started off with a list of requirements that the uh, both advisory team and the technical team used. So, um, using those requirements, uh, looking at what all the information we could find on the two systems, we know that they look good on paper, right? Or on website, right? Or on mm -hmm. videos that we were able to view. Um, so where we are now is, um, so far, all the boxes are checked. They look good. They meet our needs and requirements as we've um, outlined them. So it's a hands-on, right? We're, we want that experience on both of these um, platforms to see you know, how easy is it, right? And mm -hmm. so um, that is where we are in the in the sandbox um, and why we wanted to do a sandbox with each of these vendors. Um, and so to that end, um, we worked with both of the vendors to set up a sandbox just for ISU. Mm -hmm. uh, we control, you know, who gets in there. Um, and I can tell you, you know, as we've moved through this process, we kept thinking, right, oh, this this group needs to be in there. Oh, this group needs to be in there. Oh, I'd <laughs> love to get this group's feedback, right? right. Um, because everyone's got different needs, mm -hmm. and, and some of them are quirky, right? We have different mm -hmm. disciplines that have different needs for an LMS. Sure. Um, and so right now with our sandbox, we are over 100 mm -hmm. um, participants. And so this is across, um, we have the technical team who's looking at uh, both of these systems and um, how to uh, admin the, mm -hmm. the different systems, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of the back end and how much effort it takes, how it works, what the data looks like. We have uh, quite a few uh, instructors, of course, right? Again, mm -hmm. from different disciplines, they have different needs for the LMS and we want to um, get these into their hands so that they can play with it. They can try, you know, um, how, what kind of assignments, what type of activities they want to do, whether you're in person, you're hybrid, you're online, all these different factors, right? How do the two LMSs meet uh, their needs? And then we also have students, okay. 50 students, right? Right. Again, we want a great user experience, right? Right. Right, right now, the sandbox mm -hmm. process is helping us decide which of these two potential learning management systems we're going to go forward with to a full pilot test, right? Correct, correct. So uh, along with the sandbox um, access, uh, what we're giving to all these uh, individuals who have uh, graciously volunteered, volunteered, sorry, mm -hmm. did I say that? <laughs> volunteered um, to, to help us is... Uh, I, I will uh, have some <laughs> editing to do. <laughs> sorry about that. That's no, right. I'm just kidding. We, we uh, provide them a feedback mechanism as well, right? right. So, they're, so they are providing, you know, feedback. Um, and we're going to look at all that to help kind of make a decision. Um, honestly, you know, I don't know. There's no technology that's perfect. Eventually we will make a choice, but then with this feedback too, we will know what things maybe we have to put a little bit of extra effort on mm -hmm. as far as, you know, maybe the development, maybe things we can do in, in terms of training and support. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to, I think this data is going to be very valuable across the board, not just uh, for this evaluation, which is a big step, but how we're going to use it uh, moving forward, whatever the solution is. Mm -hmm. Once that's done, then the committee's work is not over because we have to talk about how to transition to it. And so that's something else. And also recommend maybe the use of templates or the best way to, to set it up and for instructors to actually use it. So That is right. And, you know, in addition to the sandbox, uh, is that we're going to have two open forums um, at the end of April. April, I think, 26th and the 28th. Yes. Um, and then on one of those forums, we're going to have um, a comparison. So we're going to talk and a walk through what are currently the the um, 
the elements that we have uh, mm-hmm. on ReggieNet or Sakai, mm-hmm. uh, and then how does that compare to one of the vendors, in this case, Canvas, and then the other open forum will be the same, a walkthrough, ReggieNet, and um, then B2L. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be an opportunity for the campus community to to attend the open forums. We're right. going to record these right, open yeah. forums, yeah. and there's going to be an opportunity for, for, for people to submit their feedback. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we have done, and I think all of you uh, who have opened my... Uh, have received a message about, you know, a a survey that we did. That's um, right, yeah. And then that was another way for us to collect data about what are the Mm -hmm. needs from the campus community. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that survey, and Jim, you could tell us a little bit more about the survey (laughs) because you have been collecting that data. Well, so, so, yeah, it was was an open survey, uh, or a survey with just two questions. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you like about our current system, ReggieNet? What improvements would you want to see in the next one? And so we've we've already gone through and done a very preliminary analysis. I got some great help from uh, Pearl, who's our graduate assistant for communication here at CTLT, uh, and also does some of the transcript work. So shout out to you, Pearl, as you're as you're transcribing this episode. Uh, but she was really great about going through and and looking for some highlights. Nothing surprising, you know. We've done actually, you know, to your point, Johanna, we've done a lot of surveys before. There were surveys that were kind of like the MISO survey or the TechWall mm-hmm. survey before that, which were of broader scope. And then CTLT has often done surveys mm-hmm. of faculty and of students specific to ReggieNet. So there wasn't anything too terribly surprising. Um, uh, students are looking for an app. They're looking for um, greater um, a calendar function or something that shows all of their homework and all of their courses being due at once. And both of the systems, as far as I can tell mm-hmm. so far, can do that. Faculty are looking for some similar communication tools, better gradebook experience and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and as you said, we will have those open forums. We will record uh, those. I guess the message that comes out of this might be, yes, it seems like we're moving very quickly, but that's only because we've really been talking about it to the whole campus community at once mm-hmm. since, well, really, since March, mm-hmm. since, since February or March. But we've actually been very deliberate throughout the process. And so... What happens after April? So we are going to, um, everyone is obviously right now playing in the sandbox and and getting that. So the advisor group and the technical group will, they will conduct the evaluation with the the rubric that we have created aligned with the requirements. Uh, So we're going to have a conversation towards the end of April about um, everyone's evaluation. We're going to look at the data that we have had anything that has come out of the open forums. And then we're going to make a determination in terms of which of the two systems mm-hmm. will serve better ISU. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at everything, right? Like right. we're looking at integration, we're looking about service, we're looking about, you know, help that it's that this, the, the providers, you know, give. Sure. We're looking about the the apps, any everything that, that we mm-hmm. are, are, it's accounted, right? So the goal is to, by the beginning uh, of May, start really making those recommendations. We met also with the cabinet and, mm-hmm. and, um, and we, you know, we're going to um, also write some recommendations, not only about the next LMS, but also about the use and implementation of the learning management system on right. campus, right. because it's obviously very tied to student success. Yes. And, um, and then after that, it's implementation. <laughs> right. Yeah. And implementation, Rosie, is going to take probably about a year. Right, right, yeah. So um, as far as the timeline looking forward in the next couple of semesters, Uh right, we will start to pilot the new LMS 
first pilot. And so that'll be fall of 22 mm-hmm. um, and spring of 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the next calendar year, uh, uh, next academic year, right. we will have two concurrent LMSs, right? As we start to transition right. over. Um, and at the same time, um, a lot of the, going back to the sandbox, a lot of those members are also the support team, right? Because right. the better that they're familiar with the system, the better they're going to be able to provide support. Mm-hmm. So basically an army um, of, of support staff. Is it fair to say, though, that, yes, we'll have two we'll have two concurrent LMSs, but the vast majority of classes are still going to be on ReggieNet for Absolutely. the next academic year. Right. And and for faculty, for instructors mm-hmm. and for students, it'll probably be fall of right. 20... Now I'm getting my year. Three. 2023. That's right. That's where we're at. I still haven't invented the time machine of teaching and learning yet. Um, so fall of 2023 is when we would want to have everyone on the new LMS as that, much as That we is can. the plan. Yeah, yeah that is, yeah. that's definitely the plan. Um, actually, from the technical side, yeah. it can be done a lot, pretty, oh. pretty quickly, right? Right, so, but, right? But it's not, it's not for the technical part that we're um, sure. doing this, right? I think, you know, as a campus, you know, we do want to provide um, the support that people need and the training mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. to 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 gently right. move from one system to the other. Well, and we've done it before, and right. and learn lessons from the last time we did it. And um, I think because these again are very refined products nowadays. It's not like back when we bought an LMS twelve years ago or whatever. They're very refined products that the transition will be easier. So even though we're talking about a year, that is still probably what I think it was like two years when we transferred from the old WebCT slash Blackboard to. Regnet, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, so sure, so it's sure. still going to happen fairly quickly. The overriding thing in all of this is that we want to keep people informed about what's going on. So they can go to nextlms.illinoisstate.edu. That's nextlms, all one word, .illinoisstate.edu. That's the website we've created for the project. There is a link on there where you can see everyone who's involved on all of the committees. Um, and you can also uh, submit feedback. And um, that's if you are interested maybe in volunteering. Uh, at some stage to have your class, if you're a faculty member to do that, or if you have questions, um, we keep track of those and we get back to everyone. So, uh, Johanna, Rosie, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And that's all the time we have for this episode of Let's Talk Teaching. Again, go to nextlms.illinoisstate.edu to learn more about the Next LMS project. And you can go to ctlt.illinoisstate.edu to find out more about our unit, the support we do, and more about this pokey little podcast. For Dr. Johanna Cuico-Carlino, for Dr. Rosie Hauk, and for all of my colleagues at CTLT, until we talk again, happy teaching.